to the bloom line it's your host and content creator michelle De. thank you all for joining us for another episode what's up y'all <laughs> anyways thank y'all for coming back for another episode this week's episode is me kind of going in detail to why it is that i kind of took a hiatus not only was I just traveling and things um, just being in transition with a lot of different things. Um, if you guys follow me on the Instagram page, which you guys should be. And if you're listening right now and you are not, I'm going to need you to go ahead and multitask. Click out of the app that you're using to listen to this podcast right now. And go follow me on Instagram, okay? It's at the Bloom Line. It's that on every social media platform. Not everyone, but like the main ones like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, And make sure you follow me because you would have caught what's currently been going on. So apparently um, my brother came on this podcast he was one of my guests for the series Kings Bloom 2. And one of his ex-wives, who has made the accusation of myself and the podcast platform slandering her character. I mean, she moved quick, y'all. I don't see how something was published at 12 o'clock at night. By the time, like, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning the next day, that deformation of character happened. Like, who was awake? Who else listened to this podcast within an eight-hour time frame for you not being able to make money, you not being able to have the same friends, or, like, defamation of character? Like, her name was not mentioned at all, and my brother actually has two wives ex-wives, excuse me, and we were actually referencing both of those marriages, and 
there's no description. There's nothing where you could identify a single individual in regards to the conversation that we were having. And so I received a letter in the mail from a lawyer, you know, talking about cease and desist and telling me to delete the episode because she's going to be suing for penalties of like lost wages or I, I, I don't know. And I was just like, oh man, this is the reason why a lot of men are in therapy right now. These females, man, some of these females out here just, and whatever, whoever is going to get offended by me referencing or like, you know, identifying or categorizing women as females, whatever, that whole, whatever it is, go ahead and have a seat right along with this lady. But yeah, um, apparently myself in the bloom line is, is, um, going to be in court about defamation of character. And I really don't see how she lost money in eight days or who on my platform knows her so well to say oh that was so and so girl stop you're not that important and tried to be cordial even with everything that was going on between her and my brother I still consider her family I called her afterwards and was like yo sis you straight like you need anything because one thing I love my brothers and I know that they're good men but I also grew up with these men I actually also know them I don't know them to the depths that their women do in their relationships but I know my brothers and I know they're not perfect and I'm a woman so at the end of the day I'm gonna check on my sister and be like yo you good and she happened to be my sister-in-law but at the same time I felt like dang I thought we had a relationship you know, I was still texting her and stuff like that, just, you know, checking up on her and stuff like that. We were going back and forth with some things about marketing and, you know, all types of stuff. So, you know, I thought everything was cool. I really don't allow certain things to gauge my individual relationship with anybody my brothers have dated. Like, I never have an issue with you. I'm going to still speak. I'm going to still show love, things like that. It's never, um, you know, no pressure at all. But, you know, um, things obviously, clearly didn't end on a positive note for those two. And, um, you know, she feels like I'm saying whatever or I use this platform to be able to hinder her from being able to be seen in public or whatever she got going on. So uh, that's also why I kind of stepped back for a little bit because legally I just wanted to make sure what my options were. And I'm telling everyone listening, and I'm pretty sure she might be keeping up with these episodes. Thank you for the likes. Um, Thank you for the subscribes. Thank you for the, you know what I'm saying, the plays that I get by listening. Um, Yeah, I'm not taking that episode down. 
and I will most likely still be seeing this through in court. And I got the time and the resources in 2019. So what's up? Whatever you want to do. So that's one thing I wanted to address um, as to why I kind of slowed down. And not that I didn't have inspiration to, to create. It just ha- it just did become overwhelming. Not only just with the traveling and like the transitionings um, happening in my life right now. I was just like, girl, bye. But I also did want everyone to be able to get caught up on the series King's Bloom too, because it was amazing. I even caught myself listening to it as I was traveling um, and just really just listening to the series again. It, it was just, it was a really great series. Uh, every time I listen to it, I feel like I hear something different. I'm really excited about the series that we're about to do. Um, man, I don't want to release the name yet, but it's going to be so good. And like I mentioned in the last episode, it's going to be a bit controversial. Um, it's going to be a different perspective, even with the title. Um, people are going to think that it's going to be driven in a certain kind of way. And it's just not very similar to the reason why I picked this cover art. I like being controversial. I like giving people something to talk about. And I mean, it's, I'm fine. I'm secure within myself and the, um, integrity of, of this brand and the concept that, that I was able to create. And, um, yeah, so shout out to everybody who thought I was in a freaking tub with a man naked and all that type of stuff. Booyah! Wasn't me, Marketing 101. I just was using that to lure people in. I mean, that probably would be a nice little situation right now, but no, it's not my situation. I'm definitely not in tubs with men or whatnot because I know all these Christian folks is on here like, oh my goodness, that's such a seductive picture. Oh my goodness, she talk about Jesus all the time, but she says this and she says that and look at these pictures that she's posting and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Look, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Um, I saw a post actually that one of my friends post posted, I think two days ago. Was that, um, oh, she don't look Christian. And God was saying, I don't look at her. I look at her heart. And I know that's kind of like one of those sayings that you can kind of look at both ways. Because people could be out here doing whatever. And still saying that, you know, it's, it's you know, that is for the Lord, about the Lord. They're good with the Lord, whatever. But at the end of the day... That's between that person and the Lord for real. So, um, yeah, that, that 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 stuff don't bother me. But I did get a few DMs with the little eye emojis and was like, "Girl, who is that?" Like, you know, trying to find out what was going on. And uh, there is definitely nothing going on. Which segues right into the topic that we're going to be discussing today is um, I get a lot of questions on my Instagram. Um, I get a lot of 
questions where there are women asking me for uh, advice about relationships and I have, you know, some personal conversations that I have where, you know, trying to give people a different outlook, not necessarily about relationships, but really communicating in relationships, um, more so like quote unquote relationship advice. Because me personally, I've never been one to want to give advice on relationships because, you know, you'll be the one catching heat for it. But at the end of the day, my approach is really like working on you as an individual and how you communicate and sometimes helping people step outside of themselves to be able to see the full picture versus just looking at from looking at it from one perspective. So it's always in a communication perspective versus me actually giving like relationship advice. Like I don't feel like that's fair. I'm not in that relationship. Number one, it's hard to communicate both sides of a relationship and it's only one person um, you know, telling their story and I always even say that when I discuss things with people I consider my confidants about relationships because one thing that I don't talk about often is my personal relationships with like the men that I care about or have loved in the past or the people that I'm dating like I don't talk about those things like at all not even to like people I would consider my friends I might say oh yeah somebody asked me out on a date or I might like say something or like whatever but I never really talk about like my relationships with people or go to people and ask them for advice and things like that. I rarely do I ever. Um, but one of my friends, Keisha, who's been on this podcast, she's like, Michelle, I've known you for like over seven years and I just like, who do you talk to? Do you even date? So that's a lot of what the conversations are amongst my friends. Like I, I, that's to answer one person's question. Um, dating. Do I do online dating? Um, and the answer is no. Somebody asked me today, the other day about Bumblebee or Bumble or something like that, which is kind of like Tinder. Um, that's supposed to be for more serious relationships and I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never heard about it. But yeah, I I don't date. Um, I don't do online dating. I normally meet somebody and if they're interesting to me, I get to know that one person. I don't really go on dates. Um, Most men think I'm already in a relationship. They'll be like, wait like why are you single type thing which I'll that's another question that I got in my DMs I get that a lot actually um so yeah I I don't do online dating I have no idea about what Bumble is if anybody knows Bumble and even if I'm not pronouncing it correctly y'all let me know because I really just don't know what's happening but um yeah I have no idea what that app is I don't do online dating I probably have went on a date like once from meeting somebody online 
And I took my friend Jenny with me. I was like, yo, get his license, get the description of his car. I never met this person before. Like, it was in a public place. And her and her daughter was, like, in a booth over there. Like, really, like, you know, very safe type things. Um, but, yeah, that I really don't date. I, like I said, normally meet somebody. And I'm one of those people... It takes a lot for you to get my attention. It really does. I don't get fancy easy. Um, I can definitely be like, oh, yeah, dang, he fine. Or, like, he's super attractive or whatever. But, like, for someone to actually have my attention while I'm interested in you and, like, I'm actively in communication and, like, doing all the cute stuff that I do that doesn't happen often, it's rare. So that's why when I say when I meet somebody and I like them and, like, I actually am interested in getting to know them, I only get to know, like, that one person. I really don't talk to nobody else or anything like that. But, yeah, no, I don't do online dating. I don't know what Bumble is. Um, But someone asked me, like, why am I single? One of the huge reasons why I'm single is, I mean, none of y'all homeboys, brothers, cousins, or anything, no one has asked me to be their girlfriend. So, yeah, your girl is single. But, <laughs> another, like, seriously, though, uh, one of the reasons why I am single is because, again, I don't get interested in many guys. So, like... Um, not that I'm picky, but I'm just particular about who has access to me and who I spend my time with because it's not something that I can get back. And I'm not like the jump off type girl. I'm not a side piece. I'm not none of that. Like I date with a purpose. And so obviously I want to get married and have kids. But that doesn't mean that I'm trying to get married to somebody in six months or a year, two years, like whatever. But um, yeah, there there has to be a purpose in, in me spending my time with someone, investing my time in someone. I never have a problem getting to know people, for sure. But if you're interested in me as far as like you want me to be your girl, like that's a whole different conversation. So yeah, one of the big reasons is no one has asked. So yeah, no one has asked me to be their girlfriend. But I also, um, after the whole like miscarriage thing, I wasn't really trying to get to know anybody. I was really trying to get to know um, Michelle again. Even though that was a really traumatic situation for me, I think it taught me how to be present in today and like in my life, in my body. And um, it was like a rediscovering, being more authentic and, and more real with myself. And a lot of my career goals, a lot of my business goals, like a lot of just my goals in general um, shift and changed for me uh, during that time. Also, I just had a, a deeper connection with myself. And so it's one of the things that I always say, like... Um, People can only meet you as as deep as you can meet yourself. And so for me, now that I've kind of gone to another level of depth within myself, like, I'm chill. I'm single because I want to be single at this point. 
Because I'm just not willing to go there with just anybody. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm single. And there was actually a comment that was made um, from, you know, it was a it was someone I consider a friend. They told a mutual friend. And um, they wanted to know how I was given relationship advice. And I wasn't even in a relationship. And uh, back in the day, I used to hear this thing a lot about don't listen to your homegirls. They just want you to be single and um, miserable just like them. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not always the case. There are catty women that are like that, but um, my character has never been that way. Uh, I always look out for people. And uh, definitely wouldn't want anybody in a negative situation. And that's one thing I know for a fact is that you can't tell females about they dudes or like their kids or like how they get their money. Those are really topics that are sensitive. So I don't really go out looking for someone to talk to about their relationships and what they got going on. I'm not that lonely. I'm not that desperate for human interaction where I feel like I need to go knocking on somebody's door for that. So normally when I'm giving advice or talking about anybody with their boyfriends or a man or whatever, it's because they brought it to my front door. So I'm not really particularly a fan of even giving people advice about their significant others because most of the time like we're hard-headed when we're in relationships we don't really be trying to hear it but it but it's one thing um to listen to your single friend that you know is single for principles then because they're single because they're just miserable and don't nobody want to be with them or they get no attention or nothing like that. Those are two different types of friends that are single. So the friends that are single and they're living the rest of their life on principle and the rest of their life is fruitful. The rest of their life is they're a good person, a wholehearted person. Like, you know, it's different getting advice from those types of single friends than the ones that you know just hop from penis to penis or be out here, be insecure, don't know themselves and just all over the place and scattered. And that's something different. Of course, they want you to be miserable just like them. They're probably envious of you, but just beware. You can get great advice from your single friends because women who are single for extended periods of time, it don't mean that ain't nobody checking for them and they not checking for other people. It's just at a certain point in your life, you become so aware of yourself and the things that you will not accept that you would rather be single and not deal with that foolishness. So, yeah. That goes to that. Um, And I made a list because these um, questions have been coming a lot in my DMs. So, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like right now every aspect of my life is kind of blooming. Everything is kind of, not kind of, it's really fruitful, actually. I'm in a really good place um, with myself, with Jesus, with my friends, with my family. 
like you know um a lot of people keep asking me like what do I do um as like a profession a career my business things like that they see me doing so many different things and uh yeah you guys I kind of been doing this for about 10 years now and uh yeah you guys will learn more about what it is that I do um because I'm going again there's a lot of transitioning happening but for the most part my career goals is to get into wealth management. I am working on becoming fully licensed. I do work for a financial institu- institution right now. Um, and it's been going well. I help people with their personal finances um, as far as retirement is concerned. So there will be some podcast episodes coming soon in regards to preparing to preparing to build to build wealth um credit and retirement things like that and uh for the last 10 years I've been helping small business owners artists entrepreneurs elevate their businesses so I've been working with startups a lot from again personal finance all the way up until launching their business helping them create the brand um helping them develop social media, uh, helping them with the back office as far as logistics is concerned with uh, trademarks, copyrights, and all that stuff. So I would consider myself kind of like a business and wealth coach. Um, I'm very hands-on with my clients. I don't take too many clients at once because, again, I do uh, work a corporate job at a financial institution. But for the most part, you know, I, I love being able to create um, and helping be people be able to build their businesses. And so that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. I've had a range of different customers and different clients. And it's been exciting. It all started when my family owned a grocery store in uh, South Florida. And uh, I quit my job to be able to manage the store for about four years. And, and that's where the basis of entrepreneurship happened I guess business ownership happened for me the the seed of generational wealth was planted for me um and I learned so much through that process that I continue to do education um on my own from watching YouTube videos attending seminars workshops reading books trial and error um and so it's been a really uh, I guess extensive training, I guess, um, and being able to learn different things. But I actually wanted to be licensed um, so that I could help my business clients learn how to actually create generational wealth, not just passing businesses down because children sometimes have their own dreams. But being able to pass down that financial literacy, um, being able to pass down the wealth portion of the business, even if it was to be sold, I want it to be profitable. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I wanted to be able to learn more um, and get licensed so that I can be able to help them actually implement those things. And so I think that's what's going to make my business different is that I'm going to be trained 
um, on both sides, but licensed uh, so that I have industry knowledge that most wealth coaches don't have. They normally have acquired wealth be based on, you know, uh, having a business and it being very profitable, but they most likely still have a person who manages their portfolio, who manages their wealth. And so that would be in turn me. I would still be the person that handles people's investment portfolios and things like that. So when you have that wealth of information, get it? Wealth of information, I'm able to serve my clients in a way that there's knowledge that they normally wouldn't get or can't get from another business coach. So, um, yeah, that's what I do, folks. You guys wanted to know, and creatively, obviously, you guys see what I do. I am a poet and all that jazz. I create. There's a lot of things that I do that I haven't exposed to the world yet, but I like to say that, you know, I'm a Picasso hanging out in corporate America for the time being. But yeah, I do a lot of things. I can't really put a finger on one thing. Sorry, never really been that type of person. Uh, For a long time, I tried to put myself in a box and try to kind of pick one thing that I was great at. And if I had to choose one thing that I want to be great at, it's definitely wealth. It's definitely wealth management, financial literacy, if we got to really put a label on it. I definitely want to become immaculate at that. So that's more so where my focus is because I have the experience and God has blessed me to have such a great reputation in business that people just refer me to people and I'm like, dang, this is such a great project. I can't say no. I have learned to say no, but you know, uh, that's just something that I'm naturally get passionate about is being able to help people create wealth. And whether that's through a business or whether that's just through a hardworking citizen through their personal finances, I want to be able to touch um, both lives and not really leave anyone out because I love the creative process of building a brand and and seeing you know it come to life and um, so I really don't want to give that part of me up either so maybe one day I will and I'll just kind of be able to be one just like you know someone that stands like oh yeah I like this I like that but I'm really hands-on with my client right my clients right now so yeah if you follow me on both Instagrams, you're able to kind of see the ratchet side of me on the bloom line <laughs> and then the professional side of me on my professional Instagram. So, yeah, you kind of see both both sides. And I guess that's where the Gemini comes in with me. But I'm not two-faced as, as far as, like, you know, I get really angry or just really happy or... Maybe in some situations, but I'm not really a person that gets like like super angry or anything like that. So I guess that's where the Gemini comes in place for me is that I have a creative side and I have a a professional side that 
Um, sometimes they come together, sometimes they don't. Um, I'm equally passionate about both. I don't know if that's actually a true statement, but that's how I feel. And until somebody tell me otherwise, I like to say I'm passionate about both being a creative and being a professional. So trying to find a balance in it all, you guys, trying to find a balance. But anyways, moving on. Uh, do what else did I get here? Oh, um, in reference to my love life, also, um, yeah, I don't know how, but my exes keep popping back up in my life. I think being nice or kind of like, I don't really be having no problem with uh, my ex, my exes, other than the fact that I don't want them like that. So I do still try to be cordial until they start showing that, yo, they really trying to get with me type situation and they're serious. I'm like, nah, I got to cut them off. But one of my exes just recently kind of hit me up and was uh, really upset because uh, there is a situation that happened and I reached out to the sister instead of reaching out to them to check on how they were doing and all that type of stuff. They felt some type of way. And one of the guys that I used to talk to listens to this podcast, from what I understand, and um, feels some kind of way or whatnot, because they were really hoping that there might be a window, like, open. I don't know what it is about being a person that when you break up with someone, it's all love. It's always been love for me. I just decided to move on because this this relationship just wasn't serving me anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you grow apart. But I'm not the type of ex that is cussing anybody out or posting anything crazy on Instagram or on social media. I literally leave the situation with love. I, I never have an issue. I still talk. Hey, what's up? I think ending relationships in a healthy way is good. But clearly, it keeps something in the back of their mind where they think that there's a chance. She still loves me. Like, it's going to happen one day. Like, I just need to get my life together. Like, everything's going to be cool. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of my exes, let me make myself very, very clear. If I didn't want you then, I definitely do not want you now when I'm in a better space without you okay yes I still got love for you it was always love okay yes I will still speak to you still got love for your family still wish well still want you to be the man that God has called you to be I wanted that while I was with you I want that for you now whether I was going to be a part of that or not still want that for you No problem. But let me make myself extra clear. Okay? Extra clear. You will never have access to me like that again. Ever. I am not going to call you to check on you to see if you're good after something happens in your life. Like, you're a grown man. You're fine. The desire to have me as your comforter, your confidant, 
or someone that you, that you want to make make you feel safe or needed or wanted like that era of your life that included me in those desires is no longer accessible to you sir sorry not sorry you chose another female you're married, you got kids, you got two different baby mamas, whatever. You guys, I got stories, okay? <laughs> I got stories. No, you will never have access to me like that again. And I'm not sorry for that at all. So, yeah, if you feel some type of way, because I'm writing poems about another man, that I'm, you know, happy with myself, that... Whatever it is that you just, I don't know, this window is not open because I want you back. I'm not single because I'm holding a space for you. Like, no. Have you seen me lately? No. It's that That's definitely not the case. I've never been that pressed for a man or relationship ever in my life. And that's definitely not going to start at 33 not in my jesus year don't need the foolishness but jesus on the other hand jesus on the other hand he did die on the cross for your soul and if you want to take up certain things with him you're more than welcome to lay it on the altar lay it by his feet and do all that stuff it say in the bible but yeah no sorry boo boo not happening um, moving on to the next question. Um, yeah, so. Oh, yeah, so someone wanted me to recite a poem. Uh, one of my followers, she's actually all the way in Germany. And she follows me. We interact on Instagram a lot. She responds to my stuff. And she really wanted me to recite a poem and um, kind of break it down because it was interesting to her. She felt like I was writing what she felt. And I am going to recite it. Because a lot of people read my poetry and they read it the way that I guess it makes sense to them. Um, but hearing it recited by the person who actually wrote it is different. So I'm going to go ahead and do that for you guys. Um, and if you guys have never experienced me, um, performing or anything like that, I really don't perform a lot anymore. Um, I kind of been harnessing my poetry to myself and I, I kind of let it out here and there. And yeah, hopefully you guys like this piece. And this piece is called To Be Seen. And honestly, when I write, I literally write in spurts and I call them scraps because I can't even really say they're like completed, but they're just like little things that just come out. Like one line comes out and it's normally like the first line. And it's super cold. And I'm like, mmm, that's a killer line right there. Let me write that down. So when I go to write it down, 
I ended up writing this whole poem in like 15, 20 minutes. I've probably written poems shorter than that, but in a short amount of times than that. But yeah, I mean, it just happens. I'm like, yeah, that line is cold. That line of inspiration. And then all of a sudden I end up writing an entire poem and I'll probably go back and kind of tweak it like once or twice or whatever. But yeah, the creative process of a genius. Anyway, so again, this um, poem is to be seen. And uh, she posted it on her Instagram. And it got a lot of likes or whatnot. Not that I care. But it's nice to be seen. Get it? <laughs> Boom. Anyways, y'all know I'm 40. But yeah, to be seen. I chose you. I chose you because of the broken pieces of me I saw healed in you. And when I realized you were me in my heart's hindsight, I didn't know what to do. So I saved every picture, every conversation, watched you sleep, remembered insignificant dates that became new holidays, crossed state lines, piece by piece gave up those fragments to make space for you. And I wrote poems that carried my desire of you in every line. I know it seems corny, but for a second you felt like mine's, like a fairy tale dream becoming a reality, where friendship made you feel safe and laughter had no capacity. We ran free like children. You rain on a hot summer's day. Our hearts finally felt freedom to go out and play. It chose you until I had the courage to. Oh, reading that brings all these emotions back. And I know I didn't really recite it the way that I really wanted to because I'm just like reading it. And I normally memorize my poems and and uh, perform them, you know, live in a crowd. But I haven't had the opportunity to write to really do that because I've just been like literally writing you guys. I have like tons of poems that I've been writing this past year and um it's crazy because I was getting ready to release a book and it just didn't feel right you know it just didn't feel right the poems that I had they just didn't feel like they fit and so this book will have a lot of different poems that have never even surfaced on social media and all of my poems are very, like, sacred to me now. Because they're, like, I realize they're, they're bits and pieces of me. That's why I call them scraps, too. So, and then uh, another reason why I call it scraps is because I just pick up all types of things and just write on it. Because I need something to write on because something just comes to my, to my mind. But um, anyways, just going to break this piece down for you all. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys go on about your day. I did post like that one line. I chose you because of the broken pieces of me I saw healed in you. Um, that was the one line that I said I needed to write down. And all of a sudden, the rest of that came 
and uh, it really just means when you meet somebody and they are able to open up places that you didn't think even existed or that you probably closed off and was just like, I'm never going there again. And it's like that person has mastered certain things that you're working on. For instance, self-discipline. That person may be really great with self-discipline and it's one of those things that you find yourself compromising every once in a while. And so you're like, dang, I want to learn that from that person. You're kind of like admire that person or or um, want to be around that person because you feel like they can teach you things that you haven't been able to teach yourself, basically. Um, and so that's what that means. It's like I finally met someone who I feel like sees me they they understand me they've been there and kind of can pull me through on the other side um and it's like you can see yourself in that person it's like a mirror almost type type thing but um anyways the next line is like I when I realized it that you were me in my heart's hindsight I didn't know what to do it's like my heart knew that this person could unlock a special place. And it was like, my heart knew it before I did because most of the time we're like trapping our minds and we look at like, oh my goodness, like red flags and, and all types of things. And my heart already knew who that was. Um... And so you go into this stage of like saving pictures, saving conversations, going back, reading them and like watching the person while they sleep, remembering like dates that don't even matter. They those dates never mattered a day in your life. And then they start to mean something to you because of like, you know, this, I would say, awakening that has happened. Um and then, like, you, yeah, you'll cross state lines, you'll go places. For love, people travel. They'll do things. And um, state lines become nothing. Um, anyways. And piece by piece, I gave up those fragments to make space for you. So, like, yeah, you just get rid of, like, that old trash. Like, you'd be like, nah, this has no space no no place for trying to it's like having dirty sheets and trying to put clean clothes on it like no take those sheets take them off the bed before you put those clean sheets on there what was the purpose of doing all that work just to you know what I'm saying let something dirty mess up what's clean so out with the old and with the new and yeah, writing poems, that's what I do. I write poems that carry carry my desire of you in every line, yeah. Poetry. That's it. And yeah. <laughs> I'm corny. That's why I put the word corny in there. 
and it was like a fairy tale dream come true like it was like one of those moments where you remember when you were a kid and where you didn't even think about anything you were just so free to just go outside and play who cares if it was raining and your hair messed up and your clothes dirty like had not having no shoes on your feet like just a hot summer day and I'm from Florida so that's why I referenced it um a hot summer's day in Florida it was so carefree it was so much fun it was like who cares it's raining outside but the skies were blue and the sun was out and it wasn't like we were freezing it was just so much fun it was so carefree and um it was like when you meet somebody on the line, our hearts finally felt freedom to go out and play. It was like um, you meet somebody and it's just like, wow, um, you feel safe. And you don't feel like really having to protect your heart because you feel like that person is a good person to be able to, to do that, to protect you. They make you feel safe where... Even though no one is perfect, you're willing to take that chance with that person because they're a pretty solid person. Um, so whatever that freedom is for you as a person. And so it says it chose you until I had the courage to. So my heart chose that person before I could get out of my own way and say, like, dang, um, that's a good person or whatever. It's like my heart met him before I did. So, yeah, To Be Seen is the name of this poem. And you guys let me know what you think. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope I covered everything. Um, Yeah, there was a question that I'm not going to answer in this episode but I will in another episode so I do want to confirm with you guys I just talked to Biza this week and we confirmed we are doing another episode so if you didn't catch his episode make sure you go back on this app that you're using to listen to this podcast it's Biza B-I-D-Z as in zebra A so make sure you check out his episode we are definitely going to be doing another one we got it on the books this week to get it recorded. So that's going to be a great conversation. We're going to touch base on um, his thoughts on the commentary with me, uh, LaShawn, and Princess. And also, like, his thoughts on hearing himself. Like, just really, you know, recapping his episode, the conversations that I had with those two queens. And then we're going to talk about some new stuff because he gets a lot of questions on his Instagram. So we are going to tackle it. And that's going to be a good episode. And I can rest assured he is not going to be cursing that much this time. <laughs> He's hilarious, but I had to, I'm going to have to put a filter on that because I just need to make sure that, you know, I'm respecting my platform and um, people go based on my speed not theirs so um definitely watch out for that episode i also have returning guests 
Naya, who's coming on, we're going to be talking about the benefits of marriage. That's going to be a really good episode. I got Tino making a comeback on his episode was a tribe of women during the King's Bloom 2 series. So, man, you guys, there's there's a lot. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. I'm so excited. You guys are going to see some changes you guys might see my Instagram do some changes because um, I'm going through the process of kind of rebranding. So one day you might see a whole bunch of stuff on my Instagram. One day you might not see any stuff on there because I'm just still figuring this thing out, you guys. So thanks for walking with me. And it's crazy that I'm able to build brands for everyone else, but I'm so particular when it comes to my stuff I'd rather do everything because I like the way that things are and I don't really mind that it's scattered and all over the place right now because this is just a creative outlet for me this podcast really is my lifeline like the bloom line the lifeline um it has really given me a peace of mind and just being able to work through things for myself And I'm grateful that other people listen every week or when I post um, episodes since we took a little bit of a hiatus. Every once in a while we do that. But I I appreciate you guys so much for listening um, to even still be getting 100 plays an episode. I mean, I'm grateful. And um, I'm just really grateful, and I, I appreciate every single last one of you guys listening to this podcast right now who shares my content on social media. I'm just going to try to be as consistent as possible, and, um, you know, once I get settled in, things will all come together, and thank you. I don't know, you guys. I'm just really grateful. I am. And I say thank you a lot, but I do value your time um, that you take out to listen to my podcast, to ask me questions. And I am grateful and appreciative that a lot of you ask me questions and value my opinion. That means a lot. So until next time, you guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Peace.